and welcome back to episode five of Renaissance Woman with Michelle. I hope everyone had a wonderful break and is ready to get back to learning how to be an effective multipotentialite. In last week's episode, we talked about how to classify yourself as a multipotentialite and the four different work models created by Emily Wapnick. This week, we're going to be discussing how to be efficient, how to stay on task, and other things that are really important when you are a multipotentialite. I would say it's pretty obvious that in order to be a multipotentialite, you need to have excellent time management skills and you need to be very organized. I find that writing things down makes everything more clear. Instead of all these ideas being loose, running around in your head, writing them down tends to crystallize them. Try to create a schedule and stick to it during the week or whenever you choose to work and that's going to help you stay focused on what is in front of you before moving on to whatever is next. It's so important to remember, you cannot do everything at once. You're going to have to organize and prioritize your days. That's where time management comes into play. You need to be able to give yourself a certain amount of time to work on each project that you may have going on. That's the only way to be efficient in getting things done. Now, one of the best ways to stay on task is to just focus on what's in front of you. Comes easy to some people, but a lot of you might struggle with this concept. And that's where a schedule can really help out with that. I completely understand if you struggle with this because I was right there with you. It took me a long time before I was able to start implementing these things because I didn't even know what was going on in my brain, why I like so many different things. So now that we're clear, you know that you're a multi-potentialite, I know that I'm one, let's make sure that we get you off on the right foot. So one of my favorite tools to use when you're managing different projects is Trello. Trello is a free resource that you can use for yourself and if you have a team that's really good because you can add multiple members to it. Of course another must-have is my planner which I got from Plum Paper. They were this small company mom and pop type shop where they just sold on Etsy and I think now they're this big company that has a warehouse and they 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 just make these most beautiful customizable planners that you'll ever ever see. Trust me, you have to check them out. I've been with them for years and their prices are pretty affordable. Now for weekly organization, I use my my weekly task PDF that I'll link here for a free download. You can use this downloadable document to make sure your week is on track and that you're able to prioritize the things that you need to do. So it has two columns. It has priorities and non-priorities, and you can pretty much set this up to where you can cross things out or even check the box once you finish what you need to finish. I usually start this list on Sunday for the upcoming week, and of course, I add to it throughout the week, but for the most part, it's pretty complete Sunday night. It's so important that you don't bite off more than you can chew because this leads to overwhelm, which in my opinion is a horrible feeling. Author Robert Twigger came up with the concept of micro-mastery. Instead of focusing all of your energy solely on the bigger picture, learn to be skilled at a lot of smaller things. For example, trying to learn a new language by the end of the year. Instead, you give yourself smaller goals that are attainable. For example, I'm going to learn a few new words next week or a few new phrases this month. My family is currently using this method with learning Farsi. 
Now, my husband speaks Farsi fluently because he is full-blooded Persian or Iranian, and I am half Persian and half Costa Rican. So when I was a young girl, I was fluent in Farsi, but we'll talk about that here in a second. Now, I really do want to perfect my Farsi, and seeing as though I haven't had many people to practice with, I figured now is as good as time as any to really get good at this. So I print out these modules that are individualized that we work on weekly when we go for our afternoon walks. Each module has a specific set of words to focus on. Last week was animals. You should Google what May Moon is. <laughs> My father's from Iran, like I said, so when I was a little girl, I was fluent in Farsi. When I went to Iran to stay there for a few months over summer, I came back and I had to relearn English. All of my thoughts were in Farsi. All of my dreams were in Farsi. I couldn't comprehend what the heck my mom was saying in English or Spanish. And unfortunately, I didn't have anyone to practice with. So I'm, now I'm having to relearn it. Oh, fun fact about me. I also took French in high school and college. And I can, I can, I can say a few things. Je parlais un petit peu de français. And if I were to go to France, they might laugh at me, but that's okay because I would be able to survive and find my way. But I am in no way fluent. <laughs> I am completely fluent in Spanish. Hablo español perfectamente. So if you ever want to chat in Spanish, hit your girl up. It's just so much easier to have smaller attainable goals versus struggling to reach that large goal. This definitely helps me not feel overwhelmed anymore. Another thing to remember is not to start too many projects at once. Again, biting off more than you can chew. Try to find the right balance of projects so that way you don't feel burnt out. Another tool you can use to help stay focused is called batching, which means you plan your schedule according to tasks instead of doing things randomly throughout the day. For example, checking that abyss of an email. You and I both know there's just way too much stuff in our emails and it's very distracting. So if you set yourself up to just check it once in the morning and once at night, instead of all day throughout the day, it's going to inevitably mess up your focus. So why not make things easier for yourself? All right, now let's talk to the not so fun part. Talk about that. You need to know when to stop or quit a project. Although society has convinced us that we shouldn't be quitters, sometimes you should just quit. Don't turn back. It's over. Let it go. The jig is up for my Seinfeld fans. The jig is up, okay? It's never fun to quit a project, but if it's bringing you down or you have nowhere left to go with it, just, just move on to the next thing. And if you don't know when to stop, this is going to lead to those feelings of overwhelm and frustration. Look, this is what I do. I have a burial for it. What I usually do is get a box, take all the tools, all the supplies, all the equipment that I used for that project. Here, I'll give you an example. So a couple months ago, I really wanted to do epoxy. Now, I've been wanting to do epoxy for years, but I'm like, that's it. It's happening. I was going to make these amazing coasters to give to my, my team members. And um, so I got everything you could get off of Amazon, including gallons of epoxy, until I realized that stuff stinks. I mean, like, not just PU, like, 
like it's so bad and it makes your entire house any space that you're using it even when you're storing them after they're kind of hard like it still stinks it stinks so bad and I was just using very small amounts and it was horrible once I came to that realization my love or passion for epoxy slowly fizzled along with the smell of my house But yeah, so what I did, I took a box, put everything that I had purchased, everything that I had saved and everything that I was collecting over time, because I'm telling you, this was something I wanted to do a long time ago. Took all those things, put them in a box, labeled the box epoxy coaster creation kit and put it in a safe place out of view. You can do your closet. I have a closet in my office that is all DIY stuff and like crafts and art and stuff. So it's in there. Just tape it up. Store it. You want to label it, right? Because if you do get an itch to go back to it, it's right there. But if you don't, it's going to be out of your way. And guess what? The guilt of not finishing that task is not going to plague you every day. My husband gives me crazy looks when I decide to do something new. He's like, baby, are you sure? Yes, baby, I'm sure. Even though I'm not sure. I don't know how this is going to go. I didn't know if I was going to be skilled at epoxy coaster making. But I still tried it anyways. Now, I wasn't bad at it. If it didn't smell, I may have continued to do it. But there's just some things I'm not willing to sacrifice like my freaking nose. (laughs) So anyways, just know, get it out of your way. Just get it out of your way. And nobody will know that you didn't complete that task unless you go around telling everybody, hey, I'm going to be the best epoxy coaster maker in the world. Make it something fun. Make it a project. Make it a hobby. Whatever it is, put it in a box once you're done with it. Store it away. Nobody will ever know. Just like that that sound. Nobody's going to know. Now, something that I heard someone else do, which is I thought was pretty cool, was have a garage sale. Once you start collecting too many boxes of these, like, you know, let's say jewelry making, or I have, um, I have another side project. I love creating bath bombs and bath salts and um, lip, lip balm and all these different kind of like skincare products. Well, I'm not going to put that in a box because I actually love that. So it's there. I can see it. I'm just not actively working on it all the time. But for the other things that you're just like, that's it, wiping my hands clean, it's done, sell them in a garage sale. How many people do you think would be happy to buy a $25 box of all of your epoxy equipment that's just like done for you? Here you go. Here's everything you need. Don't worry. I got you covered. You might be making someone else's day or week for that matter. Now, it's too bad we can't use this technique on people. Box them up and just store them away. But, oh well. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. As always, I welcome connecting with you on Instagram or YouTube or Facebook. Wherever you can find me and all the variety of things that I love to do. Just search me by name and there I'll be. Michelle Reckney. Drop a comment too and add me so we can have a conversation. Let me know that you heard my podcast because how exciting would that be for someone to actually find me on here? That would be so cool. 
I love hearing from my multipod friends. And if you have experiences like this or you have any cool or neat solutions, please let me know. Otherwise, I'll see you again next week. Have a good one. Mm-hmm.